everyone. Have I got a fun podcast for you today. My friend Christine Moore is here. She is a New York milliner making gorgeous hats, which you all know I love wearing. You know what I also love is covering the big horse races every year, including the Kentucky Derby, the Preakness, and the Belmont. They call it the three jewels in the Triple Crown. I highly recommend going to a horse race at least once in your life. And if you plan on heading to the races, I also recommend wearing a fancy hat, whether you're male or female. I met Christine several years ago when she reached out and asked if she could design a hat for me for the Kentucky Derby coverage. And we've been friends ever since. People ask me if I keep all of my hats from the events I've done over the years, and the answer is not really. I would probably have to have a full extra room in the house for all the hats I've worn. I usually give them back, and Christine will either sell it or we will raise money for charity by auctioning it off. It's just a few weeks ahead of busy horse racing season, and that will start up full force in the spring. Christine has brought some of her beautiful hats for me to try on, and since this is just audio, you can check out all the pretty fashion on social media and on Twitter and Facebook at Janice Dean and then Janice Dean FNC on Instagram. So here is my wonderful friend, the official featured milliner of the Kentucky Derby, Christine Moore on the Janice Dean podcast. Christine Moore, you made the Dean's list. Yay! I can't believe it. I'm sorry it's taken this long. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so Christine is a milliner. I think I was always on the Dean list. Hey, wait. Oh, you've always been on the Dean's list. We've known each other for a long time. You have seen Christine's incredible fashion when I do the Kentucky Derby, all of the horse racing, the Preakness, the Belmont, um, and you're also designing hats for the upcoming coronation. Oh, yeah. I have plans. I know. That's exciting. (laughs) So tell me, what made you get into this very elite business? I'm not even sure how to, you know, coin it. Oh, you know, it wasn't always elite, but thank you that you think it is now. And I think really since like uh, the resurgence since like the 70s, um, maybe mid 80s, it's been, it's come, uh, millinery has come back, make hats, women's hats. Yes. And so, um, and, and there's so very few of us and. um, How many are there? I, I have no idea, but there's, I mean, everybody, like I, I don't know. Somebody once said there were 75 designers, but then I don't I don't know. In the they U.S. Can, or across the world? In the U.S. Okay. Because there are a lot of little towns, as you know, like in Louisville, there's a ton of designers. Yes. They may only do hats for two time, two months a year. Okay. But, but as far as like my competition, I can only think of um, uh, maybe like five or six now mm-hmm. that are, have a national brand. Yeah. You know? um, what's interesting about... Women's hats is, you know, when <clears throat> you say it's prestigious, well, now it is, but it used to be like an entry-level job, like, you know, like prostitution and the next thing is like making hats. Really? Yeah. What? Yes. Like in, in like the 18, 1800s. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was like, yes. That was the business. Well, okay. So, yeah, you think of Charles Dickens and you think of um, Mary, <clears throat> Martha, Martha the daughter comes home Christmas Eve or Christmas morning yes. from the Millers. They were they were poor and that was the job she could get. Wow. Okay, so it was like... And they wore hats every single day. Yeah, so the market was big. Now the market's smaller and there's smaller, less designers and, and we're very specialized and the skill's very specialized. So that's why 
you know, I, it's now um, prestigious and 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 elite and. Um, because they're all and they're all handmade. I mean, yes. for the most part, that's the big difference. Is mm-hmm. I've seen you at work, and it truly is. You start from scratch, and you paint. Yeah. Uh, you, I mean, you detail, you sew. <laughs> I know she's. So this is the radio, obviously. <laughs> but Christine has brought in some of her beautiful creations. I'm looking at this beautiful green hat, uh, and you know the the fabric. You've painted the fabric. Yes, right. And so. What is your background? What is that path towards what you are doing today? Uh, well, um, first, I look back in notes when I was when I was in high school, and i I wanted to um, I wanted to own my own business, but I didn't put it that way. I wanted to I wanted to have um, I, I I wanted to be a leader. I wanted to have employees. I wanted to sell things. Mm-hmm. I wanted to. Uh, I was obviously an artist, you know. Um, but I but I see now it's like I'm an entrepreneur. So that's the first thing. Okay, it's just in my. Blood. So you always wanted a, to own a business. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's how it started. And then and then uh, I studied costume design. Okay. And then um, because um, theater is uh, collaborative art. I realized that it wasn't for me. <laughs> okay. That I, I wanted to be, what were um, you doing? I was a costume, costume designer. Design. Yeah. So I was assistant assisting. Okay. And then I was, and then I was an artisan. Of, um, I, when I, I met a milliner and I fell in love with the work. And mm-hmm. so I then specialized in just making hats for theater. And, and, and I still, you know, you, I'm an artisan. I'm doing somebody else's design that, that goes into is um, kind of curated by other artists. And then, you, you know, you may make something that never gets on stage. And mm. and I thought, no, I want all my hats to be on heads. Yes. <laughs> so, so I thought, you know what, I, if I'm not doing this, I'm going to, I'm going to start selling my own designs. And that's, and, and it was so satisfying locked in with the fact that I wanted to have a, my own business and, you know, um, have a little autocracy, although, you know, I still, I can't do this by myself. I have a, a staff and I rely on them to for ideas, you know, so it's not like I'm just not on an island, but but that's really, you know, I, I just wanted to do my own designs. Yes. And you're very good with people. Like when you are designing a hat, you like to know the personality. You like to meet the person who's going to wear your design. Oh, yeah. Right? I do. I really do. And that's why I do a lot of traveling and, and I go to these events I go to the stores. I want to. I want to work with people. See, I there's thing. People inspire me. So I see them. I see Janice in a hat. Actually, there's a Janice on the collection. Right now. <gasps> what? Yeah, yeah, there is. It's the hat. That it's, no, yeah. you have a Janice yeah, hat. Stop it. <laughs> I do. I have a. It's the one that you wore to <gasps> Derby, and everyone loved it so much. It's the blue one. No, Preakness. It was Preakness. Okay, wait. What does it look like? Blue. It's, it's the blue it's, one. It's, it's, it's Sean's favorite hat. It's yes, Sean's, the blue yeah, one. Oh my goodness! Yeah. I love that hat. So that's the Janice. Yeah. So, so we people... have to tell Sean. <laughs> oh my goodness! So is yeah. it on a website that that's... it is? You can see it on my camhats.com. And then we're doing it in you different never colors. Told me. Okay. <laughs> this is amazing. It's like oh, this. So, is... yeah, but but you but you actually you and Sean inspired this because Aww. he loved it so much he did. i thought you know what i thought he was his favorite hat and so many people have i had it in a window at a store that i sell to for um in a, the town we own a house in and people have they were like you know Janice Aww. Janice i see Janice wearing your hats all the time and i i can't believe this hat's like sitting in this in this window and in in our little town you know oh my but goodness. but that's the thing like watching people in my hats 
give me more ideas mm. and what they say, how they wear something, you know, um, what they're wearing too with it. Yes. All that works in. So uh, I have to be around people to, for that. And also my staff, I say I have two audiences. Mm-hmm. I have my staff of artists, um, who have their own resume and accolades, you know, I, I'm so, I have to entertain them. I want them to stay with me, right? Because they're really <laughs> smart and really talented. So I, I have, I have to entertain them, and then I also have to entertain the customer. And yes. what I realized is that while I'm entertaining the one, the other one gets more excited, and the design heightens, and then it goes back and forth until you know, I'm just challenged all the time to to entertain these two groups. Yeah, you know? and it's like, and the work gets better mm-hmm. and better and better and better because I, I'm entertaining. Do you, you remember, can understand that. I, I totally understand that. Do you remember your first hat where you were like, yeah, I'm here. Um, I've done it. I'm good at this. This is I've ha- this is where you're going to see, like, I'm not so humble. <laughs> um, I, I, I think that when I realized that um, I when I went to the, my first store, uh, I approached a store in Skip Bag, Pennsylvania. It's a clothing store. And I had like maybe five hats and she bought three of them. Mm-hmm. That's when I thought, um, oh, I, I'm, you can do, this. I can do this. Yeah. And, um, I knew nothing about fashion, by the way, fashion in the industry. My mom was amazed that, <laughs> that I'd be the one that would be in fashion. But I, I learned, you know, I, I learned the business and, um, because I love just sheer drive yeah. and, um, but then, but because it was so, not that it was easy to grow, because once you hit the fashion district, you know, 10 blocks from here, it's like fangs and really? nail and clawing. Oh, oh wow. yeah. It's really difficult. You, they don't want, no one wants the other person. It's so competitive. Nobody well, wants sad. anybody else to succeed. No, it actually worked for me, though. It did. Because <laughs> yeah. it drove you, probably. Yeah, it did. Because I'm so... Made you do better. You you think I stink? You think I'm not good? You just you Just, just watch. watch. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. I understand. It's the ones, it's the critiques, I think, that you, that that can drive you to do better or watch me, that kind of thing. And we'll be back with more of the Janice Dean podcast right after this. There is something about wearing a hat. You know, when did I start covering the horse races? I think at least 10 years ago, I think we went to Belmont and I bought a hat at Lord and Taylor, right? And it was just, uh, (laughs) but I put it on and I was like, oh, this is nice. And I remember it was, I wore a red blazer with this red hat that I bought at Lord and Taylor. And even though it wasn't a beautiful piece of art, was but you are. <laughs> uh, that's, it did bring something to the table. You know, oh, yeah. I just felt like this is different. And and now fast forward to now. And I have people who are like, oh, we can't wait when it's horse racing because we know we're going to see you. and We want to see what you're wearing. We want to see your hat. So yeah. that's something that's kind of fun. Yeah, I, I think that as far as like, I think. All hat wearing is good, first of all. Yes. You know, so, uh, you know, and I call some of like the things that Lord and Taylor are like starter hats. You know, <laughs> it was it was a starter starter <laughs> yeah. hat. Yeah. yeah, and I and I need that. I need I need, um, uh, 
like even a hat on Amazon, which is not the same as a Lord and Taylor hat. Right. But a hat, somebody buys something on Amazon, they're tasting and seeing like what it is. You have to kind of embrace it, and it is hard because listen, I'm somebody that has big hair, uh, and to put a hat over that, that I mean, you have to kind of be like willing to give up that head of hair to put a yeah. hat on it. But once you do, it's like there's no going back. Yeah, that's right, and um, I think that. It's part of the adornment. Uh, it, it focuses on the face and the eyes. Yes. And so um, so great hair does the same thing. So you're just like replacing it, right? Yes. Just, and that, I think that's the one thing like um, um, when <clears throat> um, people don't, when women don't want to sweep their um, bangs back and I'm, I explain that. The, your hat is now your bangs. It does the oh. same thing. You want, you know, the fascinator or the lowest part of your hat to go at your eyebrows. Yes. And that's what your bangs are doing. So it's like you use the hat and and in combination with your hair. So, I mean, you, any way you, whether you straighten it or you pull it in a pony or you, or you have it down and curly like you have it now. I mean, you're, it's just going to, it's, you work it together to just be for m- to more enhancement. Yes. Right? Yeah. And then, but it's not like one or the other. You work it together. That's right. And that's what I've learned over the years too. And thankfully I have wonderful help here with magicians, hair, hair artists and makeup artists yeah. <laughs> who really love this part of my job because even though I'm wearing a hat, you know, Javi, who's done my hair for a couple of years now, he's like, okay, send me the hat and we're going to decide how oh. we're going to wear your hair. Right, so he thinks in his mind how I'm going to accentuate the beautiful hat. Oh, it'd be fun to work the other way and say, "What would you like, Javi? What would you?" Since I've I've met him several times yeah. now, I'd say, "What would you like? What do you want Janice's hair to be?" And oh, I work and then you work from there. Because I love a challenge. So oh, we'll, you that, do. Yeah, well, we'll have to do that. Um, okay, so and then maybe we can have like a segment. <laughs> A segment about Hi that? and I. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. And also the, the makeup artist, too. I mean, oh, she yeah. wants to see the hat and the outfit so that she knows what kind of look she's going. It all works together. And reflecting down together. on your face. Yeah. And the ma- Absolutely. Yeah, the oh, it's a whole she- amazing production. Listen, I love the Kentucky Derby. You're a great canvas. I love it. That's kind <laughs> of you. But I'm going to fully admit that I love the hat and the fashion Maybe a little bit more uh, yeah. than the race itself. Oh, oh yeah. Don't, don't kill me. <laughs> Are uh, we either, right? Right. I mean, we're here. We're in this together. <laughs> High five, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so tell me about what's coming up because the Kentucky Derby is yeah. happening very soon. Yeah. So we're the, I am the um, first ever, and this would be in my sixth year as the featured milliner of the Kentucky Derby. Uh, a, they, there's two others that are in Kentucky. Okay. So they're expanding the but That's program. a big deal because you're from New York, right? Yeah, that's right. Right. That's, yes. And um, I helped um, Churchill Downs with their branding um, starting in like 2008. Mm-hmm. And and then in 2000, doing various things. We did the Kentucky Derby. Barbie, I've, um, rep, I've been an ambassador for the Derby on, you know, on Fox and Today Show and, um and just speaking about the fashion and just really leading the fashion, because I always say if I if I show people what the style is, mm-hmm. which is not crazy horses' heads and carousels, <laughs> it really is like elegant, yes, uh, couture fashion. But if if you know that that's what you're looking for, 
you can find it at other price points. Yes. You know, and that's what, what I'm doing is I'm setting that branding, helping them set the branding so they can, so other people know what to wear. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so in 2018, we made a partnership where I would be a fe- the first featured milliner. And then from that, you know, like it's a Kentucky race. So there should be Kentucky milliners. And, and then it expanded out. And mm-hmm. I don't know where it's going to go. Um, I'm certainly, I, I love challenges and they, and I, they, they give me a lot of, a lot of challenges, you know, to their PR company or their, um, the other sponsors. We can, we, um, collaborate and, and, um, help cross brands. So there's always a really interesting challenge coming up. So I don't know when I would like totally pass the crown to someone mm-hmm. else pass the crown <laughs> yeah but um but you know right now it's like expanding out because i i think that you know um the more i want to support the millinery industry too as competitive as i am yes you know i want to be the top but i want there to be more right other people yeah yeah what would you tell somebody that wanted to get into this business um <clears throat> uh just don't give up because it is a hard ca- category yes especially for women's you know i we um, I, I wanted to touch on this. So one thing about men's companies is because men need have always needed hats for different needed hats, right? Okay, for bald or you know something in their profession I, too. Yeah, they that men's hat making has continued where women's is more of a fashion and it, interesting. It, it comes and goes. Yeah. So um, so there you know that. So and but because of that, men's hats are very. We have a men's collection, Blake collection, mm-hmm. um, and it's hard to break into the men's because there are so many older companies, two hundred year old companies, that are have taken that the and do it really really well, and they're very established. So, um, you know, I have more of an artsy feeling to my men's hats. You know, this year we're doing leather bands. Leather anyway, bands. Oh. You know, but but for women's, I think it's just a, it's just convincing again, con- convincing people that they need to wear that they need that they need and want to wear a hat. Yes. And want to go to these events. And there's a lot of luncheons and a lot of events that have hats. Um, so it's like kind of like um, finding those events and m- making their. Uh, making a need for the hat, and then once you establish your own style, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. You never want to copy someone else because there's no need for two. Okay, you know you want to find your own look. Yes, and then and not don't copy my look. <laughs> but <clears throat> but and then ha- be tenacious. Mm-hmm. You know, have a moxie, and that's the thing. I think it's like with any business, but there's not the audience is smaller. And there, but there's less competition, but you can't give up. And people can start off with wearing just a fascinator because those are beautiful. Tell me what the difference is between the f- styles, I guess. Okay. So a real fascinator, just because um, I don't want to get in trouble with my colleagues. Uh, a fascinator is just a f- some feathers on a comb or a headband. Ah. That's that's all a fascinator. Okay. But we think of a fascinator as any like. It's grown into the trim of a hat on a on a headband yes. or a small base. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then there's the hatinator, which is the Ooh. larger is a larger fascinator that's um, 
that's more like the size of a hat, but it sits like a fascinator. A fascinator. Like a headband. It sits up. Yep. Yeah, it sits up, and it doesn't frame the face so much. It's taller. And, okay. Yeah. And then the hat is obviously something that that sits down in your head and frames the mm-hmm. face. And it could have a smaller crown, but it usually frames. Yeah. Yeah. And you're getting into other things, right? I mean, you. I now I have some winter hats that you've given me with beautiful little pom-poms on them. Oh, yeah. And so is that a new... <laughs> No, it's no, not. I actually started with fall. You did? Yeah. So I started with fall in 2000. I mean, in a <laughs> kidding about my age. Um, in 1994. Oh, it, wow. My first collection was fall. Was fall. Yeah. And like then, the felt hats and what what is considered fall hats? It's felt um, pull-ons. Okay. Um, what I'm wearing, a leather cap. Yep. You know, okay. So that was really, that, and that was what going from theater into... Uh, fashion um i had to dumb down my creativity and my um okay now i do theatrical fashion right right yes okay but then it was like to be able to sell anything i i really needed to streamline it okay and i needed to it needed to be understandable um just in a just general american fashion okay so and because I started on a shoestring, I didn't have money for um, advertising. So I had to compete on price a lot. And, you know, the bigger companies could advertise. And I, I couldn't do any of that. So that's where I was trying to find my niche. And then, boom, found horse racing, which led into, like, other events like fundraisers, hat luncheons, things like that. And then all of a sudden, that's where the my, my theater background, and, and I call it theater, theatrical fashion, yes. that all when it, then I made my name for myself, and but it was mostly straw, ah. and you know, and most of the world wears straw hats. I mean, somewhere in that's bigger than felt hats. But my passion is felt hats and winter wear. You know, ah. I'm a northeasterner, so I, I lost slowly was losing my grip at, um, on the fall fashion, and I knew that at some point I was going to be able to kick it back into gear because mm-hmm. I could do it. I mean, that's where I started. I started, and actually for Broadway shows, I worked for Rodney Gordon making men's hats. So I had, I had like had all that structural knowledge. Yes, just waiting for it. Okay, and so <laughs> slowly, I think, um, and I needed the, I need the money in the fall, so I have to like, ha- I mean, it's like practical, right? right? I have to have full, I have to have two seasons, even though I make straw hats in the fall for Breeders' Cup or wherever for fall events that are in sun, in sunny places. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> um, I, um, it was actually 2020 that really actually like during the pandemic, yeah, that everybody was being casual and. They wanted to get out, so they needed fall hats. Yeah. So believe it or not, that's a I feel be- good. I believe that. Yeah. And people didn't want to do their hair. We couldn't do our hair. We couldn't go to the right. hairdresser. We couldn't get our hair colored. So that was an opportunity. Yeah. So that's when, even though I was I was doing a comeback, I got I convinced my stores that sell my hats in volumes in the spring and summer. I said, come on, get, you have to help me out with this. This is before, like, 
17, 18, 19. Okay. Okay. So I already had the, the groundwork laid for that. And then mm-hmm. everybody's like, you know, 2020, everybody wants fall hats. So, and here we are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I want to bring so, back the fall so. hat. I do. I, you know, I think back to, I know you've brought some. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think back to Diane Keaton. Oh, she has my hat too. She has two of your yes, hats? She does. <gasps> yeah. Oh, and, and who else? The one that was in uh, the China syndrome, um, Faye Dunaway. No, she doesn't, but yeah, that would be good. Right? <laughs> and we'll be back with more of the Janice Dean podcast right after this. Yeah. I really do. I think I'm going to try to start wearing hats on a daily basis because I just, I love the look. You know, the people that do my hair in the morning are like, they don't love it when I wear the hat. Only because yeah, it it's like I when I come in, if I have to do any inside stuff that they've got to like, you know, repair whatever was underneath the hat. Because uh, your hair is thick. It, you're right. Yeah. But I just feel it's such a beautiful look. Um, and it makes me happy. That's the bottom line. Wearing a hat makes me happy. Mm-hmm. And over the years that I have, you know, worn That's these hats, friends. right? <laughs> People say to me, you know, they want to buy a hat and and they ask me, you know, what my advice is. And my advice is get in touch with Christine Moore <laughs> yeah, uh, because you. it really is. It, it's a it's a leap for women who have never worn a hat to put it on their head. And the attention. I think that's more than the hair. Do you think it's the attention? Mm-hmm. I say once you get your first compliment, you're you're going to be done. hooked. Yeah. But I think it's that intimidation of like, I'm. I'm, I'm sure other articles of clothing are like this, too, if you wore a sequin jacket. I don't know. If you wore a what? A sequin jacket. A sequin jacket. I love <laughs> like that, too. Down the street. Yeah. You have I, to have that kind of about yourself, I think. Yeah, but I think once you get that compliment, um, and then you're then you're hooked. But I think you have to just go out there and do it and know that people don't think you're silly. They're Everybody's doing you. it. Yes. Yeah. And it kind of you do kind of need an event like a horse racing event to get you out there and to get you brave enough to to continue. Yeah. Because that's one thing I always say when people come to the trunk show, a trunk show at one of my stores, or they come into my office and they're looking at these derby hats and they're like, "Oh my gosh!" I and uh, I I could never wear that, and I'm like, well, you get to Churchill Downs, one, there's like the walls are blown out. Number two, there's somebody with a hat bigger than yours. Yes. <laughs> so you have to think uh, outside these walls. That's you true. Know? But um, but it is funny when a northeasterner especially comes to me and they're like looking like a like a floppy hat, and they're like, well, you know, Belmont, and you know, and they'll say I. Like, this is what I'm comfortable in. And I'm like, you're going to be the plain girl. And nobody wants to be the plain girl at Derby. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Right? right? But there is different fashion at different horse events, too, right? I mean, the Derby is kind of like the pomp and circumstance. But when I've come and done the Belmont here in New York, it's a little bit more, I'm not sure, reserved. We're working on it. Yeah. (laughs) No, it it needs to be its own style. So as I say, as you go up the coast. Yes. Yes. the for the triple crown it 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 gets more sedate you know oh interesting you know you have um and really maryland's like the middle state and it's really the middle state of the um our middle fashion for the triple crown as well like you're not quite you're still a little bit southern but you're you're you're, the brim goes in the colors are more um primaries or more um neutrals and then you get to new york and it's it's generally more um uh, I would say um, toned down, like stronger, cleaner lines, less fluff. Huh. 
you know, and then we're, but we're working on Belmont because for a long time, Belmont was like the floppy, the floppy hat race. You OK, know? the floppy hat race. <laughs> but we're we but people are changing that style. Like they're mm-hmm. realizing this is where just New Yorkers can this is where you can stretch your fashion wings. You know? Yeah. What's your future? Do you want to continue to do this? Bigger, better. Oh yeah, I, I was just like, oh my gosh, I have so many ideas, and I was just today like, okay, you know what? I mean, it's just like all coming at me at once, and there's so much opportunity, and I want to take it all, but it's like, okay, I'm how much am I taxing my staff? And I'm by the way, I'm hiring, right? And okay, so this is really exciting. I mean, we're we have New York real estate. Uh, so you have New York real estate. Yeah. So we're, you know, we're, no, I mean, we have New York real estate as in not, I own it, but it's small. Oh, it's small. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. Small. Okay. Yeah. And, but and that's and a big deal to... after coming out of a pandemic where yeah. a lot of small businesses didn't survive. Yeah. And then to already be in a position where, I mean, even last year I had trouble hiring people because there wasn't enough artists in the city. I mean, wouldn't you have left if you had no job of here? Of course. And you were yeah. yeah. So they're coming back. And I have I have resumes. I mean, I, I, thank God. I mean, I'm just, they just keep coming in of people who want to come back to the city and, and are artists. And, and, um, uh, so, you know, we're, we're expanding and, but I, it's like, I still have to say like, how much should I tax my tax like Carolyn Blake and, and, you know, the think tank and my staff and of these new ideas. So I, 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 was realizing that I probably have to take a step back um, and say, let's prioritize our next step instead of like, let's do it all. Right. <laughs> you know? So I, I'm looking at um, a, a title with National Steeplechase and oh. um, Association and bringing flat racing and jump racing together through my little veins of um, connections. Okay. And what is uh, the difference? There. Uh, uh, Steeplechase, and I'm the uh, uh, official hat designer for the Iroquois. Okay. Um, that's the Nashville, and that's the week after um, the Tennessee Steeplechase, and that's the week after um, Derby. Okay. Okay, and so, uh, and that's where it starts, but um, or where it started in the idea. But it's, the difference is, one, that you're... Uh, it's on a hill, so okay. they're they're ju- you're ju- they do jumps. Yes, um, oh. they're on turf all the time. Yes, um, <laughs> the jockeys tend to be older and larger <laughs> for some reason. Thing. Yeah, and 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 not all steeplechase like the uh, Tennessee does not bet. Like so, some of them are not. They, I mean, listen, they, people bet in their little box, but yeah. it's not it's not a betting event. It's it's like a day out. Okay, and they ha- tend to have less races. Um, and I would say more start more time between races as well. And they still wear the hats. Yes, yeah, still wear the hats, okay. and and it's still the party. So you know, so you you have that. And um, but it's I, I what I found was that um, steeplechase and it's and flat racing really they're both in the business of smiles, like you and I are, right? Yeah, we love smiles and sunny, and um, and they. They are always welcoming new people and new um, new attendees as well as new participants, and it's very very open. And I think that's one of the things that I've noticed that um, it's like the more the merrier. Where um, other like horse shows are a little more closed, and um, well, it's less about the party. It's you know, it's about more, the racing. It's about or the 
the jumping and the yeah the horse show part. Got yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And and polo I think is on the rise too. But you know that polo. A, yeah, that's ah. a but that's too. I I think um, there's an excitement about it's a whole day of of fun with jump racing and with flat racing. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think it's like that that's part of it too. It's like a whole day event. That's what you're doing today. And you yeah. look at what happens in England with all of their big events. I mean, hats for them have always sort of been in fashion. Yes. Yes. And so that's another thing I, I use, I have, depending on the economy of a, of the nation, I have sold to different um, countries, but it, it, it has to do with their economy, you know? Okay. So if, I mean, where the exchange rate rate might be good it, it, that might not be, people might not have jobs. Mm-hmm. You know? So it, it's like those, but I'm, I'm looking at expanding into other, um, other, well, race through racing, other countries and going international and focusing on that next. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, that's, I mean, there are all these countries, especially England, they have their designers, but they don't have my look. They don't have your so, look. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm thinking about the coronation. If if some if I was going, I would wear a Christine Moore hat, but well, I'm not. Do you, do you think you have a choice? I, mean, <laughs> I <laughs> don't. But I, I think it's going to be a really fun day because it's Derby Day. It's Derby Day and we're getting a King coronation. Yes. So, yeah. So you really need to have your hat on by 530. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm so excited about it. If people want to see your hats, find out about your hats, where can they go? Oh, camhats.com. So it's C-A-M-H-A-T-S.com. It's my initials plus hats. Yes. And then, but you, and then you can see my collections, um, but you can also see where I'm going to be. And Oh, yes. Because you do travel all over the country. Mm -hmm. Um, Ascot. I want to go to Ascot. I'll get there. When is that? (laughs) That, uh, (laughs) It's okay. It's well, like June. It's it, in. It's after Belmont. Have you been before? It's always bef- it always pops up. No, I haven't. You haven't. But my hats go all the time, but I think it's time that I go. Your hats go yeah. all the time. But I, yeah, um, it, I can never remember. It hits me as soon as Belmont. It's like I get a little sleep, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, everybody's going to Ascot, like Ascot orders. But so I think it's June. When do you get a break? Um, after Ascot and before Del Mar opening day in July. So, okay. Fourth of July. Yeah. yeah. What did Diane Keaton's hat look like? The the two that she bought? Three? You no, know, I don't, I don't remember. That's oh, the thing. Wow. I, and, uh, like I think it's Cynthia Nixon. Um, Cynthia Nixon bought a hat yeah, too? Yeah, that was, yes. On the Upper West Side. Okay. Um, I, I think, I believe in all, yeah, cause, um, with, uh, Diane Keaton, they were both bought at a store, here in the city. Okay. And so is and so a lot of my hats, um, the stores sell and then they call me and they'll say, You won't believe who I <gasps> Linda Ronstadt. Linda Ronstadt. She bought one at the Garden City Hotel. Yeah. <gasps> wow. Yeah. So That's pretty awesome. Yeah. And um she was staying there and then she came into the gift shop when I used to sell to the gift shop. But um but then there's a, a lot of um comes from editors, you know, the hmm. um J-Lo and Katy Perry were from editors and then they bought hats um no they wore them they are they've they've featured them oh I see okay Uh, but they don't have a hat named after them no (laughs) that's true (laughs) only the Janice yeah I love it yeah (laughs) well we're already you know coming up with what the look is going to look like for the Kentucky Derby Mm -hmm. um and I I am going to start wearing the health uh 
the felt hats on Fox and Friends in the morning. Yes. Yeah. Because <laughs> I think I think it's a it's a beautiful look. And so Javi knows now. <laughs> he does. Yeah. yeah, he knows. Um and I just love you. I mean, I, I just, you know, you and I got to know each other through this industry, but we we are very good friends. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm so grateful that this whole whirlwind of covering races and wearing beautiful dresses and hats brought us together. And I have to say, you know, one of the things is that you are exact. People ask me this all the time. You are as genuine as as. Um, warm and friendly as you seem on TV Aww. or in the podcast, because I'm a I'm an avid listener to your podcast. Thank you. Well, I love doing this because I get to talk to my friends and I get to find out more than you know just having two and a half minutes for a television <laughs> <laughs> report. Because it's like you bring all these beautiful things. They're like, you have two minutes. No, I don't have enough time to show everybody. So this, I mean. This is radio and we have to kind of describe the hats, but I will definitely put some pictures. I mean, that's one of my favorite things to do is sort of look back. Uh, and I did this thing for Fox Weather the other day where they wanted pictures of me throughout the years. And there are like at least 10 pictures of hats. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So it is. It's a highlight of my life. Well, yeah. And, you know, I, I, more than uh, other um, outlets like media outlets, like, um, you know, I've been. On the Today Show, I've been in Los Angeles, full pa two pages of Los Angeles Sunday style. Yeah. Okay. And, oh. and the New York Times, even J-Lo and Katy Perry on the side of a bus. All wow. this. But, you know, I've told you this before. The response, people buy hats when ja when Janice Dean wears them oh. and contact us. And they're so clear to say, um, I saw Janice in... in um, in one of your hats, and that's how why, and they say it, which is really nice because so often you don't know where people see stuff. They don't give that information out, but mm -hmm. with you, they do, and I love that. Aww. And so keep wearing them. Please. I'm going to keep wearing them. <laughs> we will continue to make this a bigger fashion because uh, I love you and I love your hats. Aw, thank you. So thank you for coming in, and I can't <laughs> wait to try on those hats that you brought. <laughs> Yay. Thank you so much to Christine Moore for joining me today. We're already picking out our outfits and our hats for this year's Kentucky Derby. You can check out our little hat fashion show on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And if you would like to find out more about Christine's fabulous hats, you can head to her website, camhats.com. Thank you to all of my listeners. If you have someone you think should make the Dean's List, let me know at Janice Dean on Twitter or Janice Dean FNC on Instagram. Or you can rate this podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or at foxnewspodcast.com. Listen ad-free with a Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. And Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app. And don't forget to spread the sunshine. <laughs>